Welcome everybody back to the Technical Theater Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about QLab versus iTunes. Which one is better for your show and why both of them have their places. So first of all, we are going to be talking about iTunes. What I actually love about iTunes is that it autoplays. In QLab, there's somehow you can make it autoplay, but not as seamless as iTunes. It just goes right into the next song or cue that you have, which is awesome for... If you have a cue right after another one and it's timed out, it's perfect. There's no delay. There's nothing. There's slight delay, but it's manageable. The second thing I love about iTunes is that the playlist, if you have pre-show music, you can just run that. And if you have to do something, if your mind or something happens during your opening, you can run and go do something. It'll still play. Your levels will be fine. Everything like that is fine. So that's what I love about the playlist. Super easy to maintain. You just add, you can click songs and just drag them onto it. And it auto plays. You can make the playlist, re- playlist sorry, repeat if you need to. All that stuff like that, it is great. And the third and last thing I love about iTunes is actually the music part of it where you can just buy it straight from there. You don't have to download it from, say, like you can just steal it from YouTube or some source like that. Like from QLab, you have to download the music and then put it back in you can't directly import it from itunes or anything that you use from spotify or anything like that if they download and put it in which is kind of gets annoying at points so that's where i love itunes for those three things specifically and then for qlab my favorite thing by far is the fade in and fade out feature of it at least for the audio side of qlab because qlab has three different things as the audio which is free which is awesome it has the lights, which you have to pay for, and projections you have to pay for. It's like an $800 bundle for all three of them. So QLab, you can get it for free, but you don't get all the fancy transitions and all that stuff with it for free. That's like $200, I believe. So there's a little bit of price going into it, which is okay if you think it's worth it for what you get It on their website. It lists everything that you get. So if you would really, really want a certain thing you can just look on that website it's by figure 53 i believe and it is free to download the audio like i said just not you don't get all the advanced features the second thing i love about that is you can adjust the levels and trim and all that inside the actual app you don't have to do it on your board so you can just use your mouse or trackpad or whatever you're using if you're using a laptop super easy to run on you can run on most laptops even older ones you just run it and then you can adjust your levels and trim and output and all that stuff directly in the app so you don't have to go into like an iTunes we have to click about and then adjust it and then you have to see if it's right it automatically plays back so you can hear what it sounds like and adjust it during or on the fly and also show mode where nothing gets screwed up you just have the go button there's nothing else everything that you have set already for the options is stays there so when you want to Show mode, everything's the same, press go, and it plays. Another thing in QLab that I love is the go button that you can get on the iPad or iPhone or whatever you want to use. So you can, if you don't have, say, the nicest laptop in the world, or you don't have a MacBook or yeah, anything like that, you can download on an iPad and run it straight off of there. You don't have all the features like you would on the computer, but it's still really good. And then the last thing about QLab is the actual button the go button in that 
app or OS X software for the Mac books or Mac minis, whatever, is the actual go button. Well, you click it and then it plays. So you don't have to press the pause and start button like you do on iTunes. Press the go button, goes to the whole queue, and then it stops, which is awesome because it makes your life so much easier when you're playing queues that are spaced out. So you don't have to go into iTunes and then click pause and start and make and then pray it does not start the next song, cue, whatever it is in iTunes. So that's what I love about cue. And then both is there is a downside to both of them actually that they're only on OS X and iOS. So only Mac and Apple products. So that's kind of sucks. So if you have a Windows, you, I mean, you can get iTunes, but QWeb is only on iOS and OS X software. So in my opinion, I love QLab a lot more than I would iTunes. I prefer QLab over it because of all the extra stuff you can do inside of it. And it's made for theater, basically, or for live shows, like live concerts, band, whatever. So that's what I love. I use it a lot more than I do iTunes, but I still use iTunes if I just want to play music or whatever for pre-show music. I use run iTunes for that. So then I just switch over to it during the actual show makes it seamless especially if you run two different computers or you have two different separate outputs so those are my thoughts on QLab versus iTunes welcome everybody to TechCast season one episode two all things sound in this episode we'll be talking about what I use in our theater sound specifically our mixing board our playback system, our speakers, how we use live band, how we connect live band to the mixing board, all that stuff. So what we use is a MC7L Yamaha mixing board. With that, we have Audio-Technica mics. I don't know what kind. I think they're very old. They're about 12 years old, I believe. We're getting new microphones, they're going to be sure Antex microphones. We're getting new handhelds and lobs with DPA headsets, which is going to be awesome. We use EV speakers in our main stage for surround sound. We have three of them. I think one's an eight, and then the other two are a four speaker system. We have our Four EV monitors, two downstage, two on the band. We have our personal avioms for the band for all the keyboards and all the drums and all that stuff that run either to the stage or down to our pit. We currently run XLI cables through all that stuff, but we are slowly moving to Dante with through the Cat5 cable. When we run that, or when I run that, I should say, it is mostly through snakes or jump patches because no one likes to use 100-foot cables. So let's be honest, no one likes wrapping those up. Those are super long and super heavy. So you use snakes, which is awesome. They're still super heavy, but we have three of them currently. They hold 16, 16, and 12. So we use both or all three of them usually for each cell. We have to run our patching on the stage, either down to the pit or off stage. We don't have anything on the stage, but we are getting a Dante stage box that runs a Cat5 
um, to directly to the Dante card in the soundboard, so we can patch everything digitally through there, which will have 32 channels for the pit that runs everything basically. It can run all our drums, it can run all our direct boxes, it can run all our SM58s for brass instruments and all that, which will be super awesome. And what else do we got? We have our playback system, which we use two Mac minis, one dedicated for playback and audio tuning or designing, and the other one for dedicated completely towards our mic setup for our wireless workbench, which is awesome because we can tell exactly what the mic levels are at, the frequency, the mic batteries, if they're on or off, if they're muted. It's awesome to have anything like that so we can communicate backstage. Bring Sarah backstage is our communication system. How we go around talking to everybody, we use a telex system. We have four roaming microphone or roaming headsets that go backstage or up on our cats, whatever we need them for. And then we have a whole bunch of hardwired ones. We have one for sound designated, one for our stage manager, one for our lights, and four for our spotlights. We run four spotlights. I could not tell you the names of them. I do not do spots. So, yeah, and then we have our video crew, which is on a separate channel, but they're daisy changed, so we can move in between them seamlessly and talk to them. So what they have is they have one for each of their cameras. So they have three. We have one camera uh, in the house, center house, one in the far back house, and then one in the trough. And then sometimes they have a wireless headset running backstage to get backstage shots for either iMag or for the recording process. And also we have a hardwired one for the producer for in the recording studio. We have one for the graphics switcher and one for the audio mixer in the switcher, not the switcher, <laughs> in the studio, which we can all communicate. Like I said, we're on two different channels, so we need to talk to the production, we can switch over to channel one if we need to switch over to channel two and we can talk to the studio when they're recording everything. So that's uh, about the basics of what we run. It's awesome. We're moving towards Dante's, everything digitally, everything through Cat5. And hopefully we can, that'd be super easy because then we don't have to worry about XLR cables and getting the 100 foot XLR cables, getting our snakes. We can just run one stage box through basically everything backstage. We can go anywhere and everywhere with the Cat5 cable, with the exception of 300 feet, because that's how long you can run it through. But that's that's about it. That's what we run. If you have any questions or anything, or want to know why we run something, or anything like that, or exactly what how our pit's set up, and what microphones we use for them, or exactly how we lob up our vocalists for shows or anything like that or how we eq or anything else in the booth like our lighting board our speakers all that stuff in there i didn't cover because we were running out of time so if you have any questions leave them down in the comments below and have a great day everyone welcome back everybody and today's podcast is all going to be about our booth and our live sound setup in our theater. So on this podcast, I just want to talk a little bit about 
what we use and why we use it and we're going to jump straight in with our soundboard our m7cl yamaha live soundboard or live mixer whatever you want to call it and we use this mainly because it has enough channels for us it has 48 channels and it supports the avion cards that we have in the back that go to our band so they can hear themselves through the board as we put the specific channel on the board and also one of the big big things is well you didn't think about it when we bought it but now it supports the Dante network cards so right now we are running two Dante network cards in it so we can have up to 32 channels running through Dante and if you don't know what Dante is we'll get into a whole nother episode about that because Dante is literally so cool now they have Dante audio which you run over a cat like five six seven cable or you can have Dante video now which is coming down they're announcing it which is you can run video over a cat cable which is just beyond imagination and so so cool but the other reason we use this board is because it's a digital mixer it is industry standard and that's basically why we want to give people the best experience and the best real life experience using the equipment that we have that is why we have most of this equipment and why we prioritize getting industry standard equipment and not getting a whole bunch of new stuff but getting stuff that will last and is used in the industry so like this board yes it's seven eight years old but it's a great board still so that's why we keep older stuff because it's still industry standard usually another thing we have our patch bay and our patch bay just basically we can route audio wherever we want to we can route audio to say from a microphone to like channel microphone two to channel one if we want to see if the microphone one is dead you can just reroute it so it stays on the board in sequence so it's super easy or you can route sound to the recording studio that will get into that later though and then that's pretty much all we have the patch before and for stuff like up in the cats or for hanging mics and our stuff in the pit so you can just it's super easy it's just convenient but with dante you'll be able to do it digitally so no more patch bay but by patch bay pretty much you're saying and then we use audio technica mics and we do that because well those are the cheapest at the time and that's why we did it but now we're getting new sure antex microphones and those are brand new this last year i believe they just came out they were just announced so again, those they got delayed. A whole bunch of stuff got delayed. So we don't have our batteries yet. We have the actual packs and receivers and everything we need for it. And we even got our new DPA headsets and button lobs, but we still don't have the batteries. And the batteries are specific to it, so we can't use them yet. And then we use the DPA headsets, which are industry standard because DPA just and overall DPA just make the best headsets. Like in the game no hands down best heads in the game for the price they're like $800 they sound amazing you don't need to usually EQ them which is so so nice because it just takes so much time out of everything and so you don't have the sound designer EQing that or the board operator EQing anything with DPA mics with their lobs usually and that's it's just great basically I just don't know how to explain it and then once again we do have the lav button mics which we just got the new Dante ones that are literally less than a size of a button so you can hide them in a button so cool but that's not the point actually that is kind of the point so yeah we're using a button lava I think we have 16 of those we just got new and they're so cool because you can put them anywhere you can hide them you don't see them anymore a lot like the DPA headsets yes they're really really cool 
but you see a whole big line going down the side of the cheek. Button laws, you can either put them in your wig, you can put them in, your, in an actual button, you can strap it to your chin. You can do a whole bunch of cool, cool things with these because they're so small and it's just so cool that we are able to get those and they're so, so tiny. And then the next thing is we, for our playback system, we have two Mac Minis and they're both newer. I believe they're 2010 and 2014 or 15, something around there. So they don't have any CD-ROM drives, but we just, we do have a USB CD-ROM drive, so which is nice when we need to get audio off of that. But yes, that's what we use them. Uh, the older one we just use for our Audio-Technica batteries and frequency manager. And that's on, we have two, mon two screens as monitors, not actual monitors, but we have two monitors that sit on the side of our board so we can see one of them the bottom one is the smaller one and that deals with all our audio technica i don't know what i was trying to say there audio technica mics and frequencies and battery manager and all that that's what the bottom one's dedicated for it's not as powerful as the top one and then the top one we run basically everything else we can run cubelab we run itunes we run audacity if we want to record something or make a new sound effect we're not even that's just kind of like just an audio editor just a basic one we don't even use that to sign sound but like again uh we run qlab off of there which is my favorite thing ever especially for sound playback it's just so easy and convenient to use so that is one of my favorite things and they're not maxed out that's the only thing i wish they were maxed out but they're not so yeah they're just small convenient we run our red scarlet through there we run basically i think we run one red scarlet and we have a couple terabyte drive backup just in case something fails it's automatically always updating because it's in back so it just automatically when something changes it automatically updates on the drive so we have a backup just in case something goes wrong during a show we just play it off the backup pretty much which is always a nice thing to have then our next thing is we have two monitors in the booth not actual screen monitors actual speaker monitors for the board and those are used for just a during a show or during a rehearsal, if we just want to have one person up and start mixing with those, those are super nice because they're they're Tony's monitors, the two of them. They're yellow. They have good bass. They have good highs, lows, and mids. So, super good. That's they're about a, I think a hundred, two hundred dollars, something like that around there. So they're like decent price, but they're studio monitors. So they're what they use in recording studios and everything, which is super nice. So if you ever need a pair. Tonio's super super good and then we use EV monitors and speakers for backstage not our main array I don't know what is our main array but I would think they're JBLs and stuff like that but we use EV we have four EV monitors that we use on stage two for the actors two for the band or and we also have two in the pit just in case we need the orchestra down there because sometimes we have band on stage so we have two extra up there yeah we have a whole bunch of monitors so those are just used for as you say Nate actors monitoring themselves pretty much so that's about all we use them for and then we have our sure sm58 band microphones or just microphones and we usually just use them for band because we also have our wireless microphones that we use for when vocals so we use those and then we have a whole bunch of other sms i don't know what they're called they're ones for like french horn stuff like that and stuff that doesn't sound good with our SM58s, and then we also have a sure, I don't know, I think it's an EV drum mic setup. We have five, we have a low tom, high tom, snare, an overhead, and a kick mic. So we have all those. 
that we use for a drum set, which is awesome. And then we have a whole bunch of direct boxes for, let's say, piano, stuff like that, pianos, uh, silo synths, guitars, stuff like that, that you can't kind of plug an XLR in unless it goes to a direct box through a quarter inch. So, yeah, that's about what we use. And then we also have four, like I said earlier, I didn't mention what they're called, but we have four DPA hanging mics, which is awesome. They sound so good. We just got them this year. Our old ones did not. They sounded fine, but let's admit it, DPA. We got new DPA ones, and they just sound so much better. So that is just a rundown of what we have in our theater and what we use. If you have any questions, leave them down below, and I'd love to answer them. Thank you for listening.